Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking Tonight. We're talking Raging Cajun uh, football with Corey Andrus and Eric Dillo of the fifth quarter. How are you doing, gentlemen? Great, Craig. How about you? Living the dream, brother. Living the dream. Corey? Doing, doing great, Craig. Doing great. So before we get started, though, Eric, I know you and I talked in, uh, a couple months ago or a month ago and talked a little bit after the first couple games, but Tell everybody about uh, what you're doing and and uh, and, your, and your your Twitter handle, how they can follow you, and all that good stuff. Sure, uh, Corey and I both uh, operate the at FQ Louisiana, the fifth quarter Louisiana uh, Twitter, and we mainly, you know, just tweet about UL sports. You know, we both love Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and I actually graduated from there in '97. Uh, <clears throat> That's pretty much it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. My personal is Vermilion and White, Vermilion in White. And then I know Corey. Corey, go ahead and tell everybody about yourself there. I know you got an interesting uh, background that's coming up that uh, that that sounds exciting. So, yes, sir. Um, my name is Corey Andrews. I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at in juco i-n-j-u-c-o that's my twitter handle uh, my personal twitter handle um yeah uh got an interesting uh things going on um uh, uh they're starting a football program at john melvin university uh it's a four-year christian uh university it's a small university in crawley louisiana so um i'm going to be helping in uh recruiting for the football program that's going to be starting in uh 2023 so it's very exciting, you know, to uh, go ahead and uh, build that program up. How long has that university been there? Uh, this is actually, this is their first year of uh, opening up. So, okay. Uh, they have basketball, um, uh, softball, baseball, soccer. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know that. I'm glad it wasn't something you didn't say like 40 years. And I'm going like, well, man, where have I been sleeping? So, <laughs> So guys, let's uh, let's take a look back. We're halfway through the season, six games in. Cajuns are three and three. Um, you know, it's one of those things that you know I've looked at. Kind of, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a baseball guy first, so I like numbers. I like stats. You know, the the, the Cajuns. Uh, there, there's a lot of similarities in, in when when you break it down. Uh, Although I think the one thing that really stands out is the rushing yards uh, when we win a game, 390 yards versus 308. 82 yards may not sound like a lot, but at the same time, uh, it, it's it, it really does make a big difference when you're able to run the ball and control it. Eric, what so far, I guess, instead of me saying what I'm what, – what are your thoughts on the first six through six games – what you've liked, I, I guess let's go through what we've liked first and then we can, then we'll go through afterwards uh, what we want to, what we want to change instead of saying dislike, let's stay positive. <laughs> Eric. Sure. I guess the, the main thing that I have liked is the defense. It has been consistent. It has been hard hitting. We've only given up like 19.1 points per game for the season. And uh, they just, They've they've played really hard. They have kept us close in games. 
and they've been the backbone of the team so far this year. And I think their consistency has allowed the offense to finally start catching up. And we lost more on offense, I felt like, than we did on defense, or at least we didn't have the experience to back it up like the defense had. And I think we're starting to see the results uh, of the team, the offense getting their legs under them and, and finding an identity. Do you think that's the reason for maybe the slower start on offense than you than what we see on defense? I think a lot of people forget how much we really lost, especially on the on that offensive line. I, I do. And, and as a fan, you know, going into the season, I felt like, oh, we're gonna go, you know, nine and three, ten and one, whatever, ten and two, whatever. But the reality of it is, you know, we lost Shane Vallette, uh Osiris Torrance, Max Mitchell. We lost Imani Bailey. We lost Montreal Johnson. We lost Levi Lewis, obviously. So it's hard to replace all that at once. And again, as I said the first time we talked, we have a lot of talent. It's just, I said unproven talent, but it's really inexperienced talent. And we seem to be getting, you know, that game experience and our receiving core is finally in the last game seemed to be more consistent. They have been in previous games. And if we're not going to be able to run the ball, well, that's going to be extremely important. You know, I don't think we can win a whole lot of games with our quarterback being our leading rusher. Exactly. Corey, your thoughts, your, uh, your positives from the, the start of this season so far. So the positive, you know, is uh, from uh, defense. I'm going to just piggyback off of Eric. Um, you know, uh, losing, you know, uh, a lot of players do transfer. Um, uh, I think it was Larissa McCaskill went to uh, Kansas. Yep. Right? So he was one of the hardest defense at the linebacker position. Then you're losing a big defensive tackle in Taylor Humphrey. And then you're losing Chauncey McNack. You know, you're losing all of those guys and everything. But um, the defense was – you know, they've been playing, you know, very upbeat. You know, you have returning starters like uh, Brandon Trumbull. You have another returning starter, uh, Eric Guerrero. Eric Guerrero. Um, and then you have Trey Amos. You know, so you, 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 lose some, you lose some key players, but you do have other players that's well experienced and been in the program for years that, you know, stepped up and uh, was able to contribute uh, right away. You know, even if they didn't play uh, that much. You know, I like uh, Caleb, one, of, one of the cornerbacks I like is Caleb Anderson, big, rangy, about 6'3", 205 cornerback. You know, we lost Makai Gardner in the transfer portal to LSU. But now you replace him, you know, with, uh, with uh, Caleb Anderson, you know, who's a rancher uh, freshman. And he has the NFL, you know, he has NFL potential. So that's a, that's a positive on, on defense. On offense, you know, you, you lose a, you know, Petro guys, you know, um, and you have to, you know, the, the offense have to uh, get that chemistry to gel together, you know, and you can see that, you know, they're starting to, hey, okay, we, we get it. We're starting to click. The offense is really, uh, to me, I think, is the key to the defense being successful. And like you said, Eric, uh, with the run game, we really needed to be there because, in my opinion, you've got to have uh, uh, you got to keep that defense off the field, keep them fresh, and we see what they can do when they're fresh. So, uh, 100% agree. 
the uh, so what Eric let's let's go to the flip side of that what do the Cajuns still need to improve on uh, and, and well as we talk about what they need to improve on what have they taken a step forward from what you saw let's say that you thought at the beginning of the season well, our special teams has improved, especially in the last game. And, you, you know, you hope to continue to see consistency from, from Amadeus. Uh, he kicked really well, obviously, in the last game. We didn't see the errors with the snaps, uh, the, mis, the mishandling of the ball on kickoffs or punts. Uh, I hope we continue to see the receivers show some consistency and, and have less drop balls. I mean, common sense tells you. They're going to drop some, but there's been way too much this year. And I felt like uh, Ben did a good job of spreading the ball. I think Jefferson had three receptions. Meagle had three receptions. LeBlanc had three receptions. Spread the ball out. Um, and that that's going to be the key. We, we got good tight ends. We got good receivers. And in this game, more than any other this year, we've gotten them the ball and, and we won the game. Absolutely. Uh, Corey, your thoughts on what you've seen them improve on and what they still need to improve on in your mind? Well, what I think they still need to improve on is uh, offensive line. Um, you know, um, that's, that's one of the main ingredients. Yeah, you know, you lost, you know, a lot of guys, you know, on the offensive line. Um to get that push, you know, if you if you have like that offensive line, you know, um, that strong and, and and together that chemistry, they'll be able to open the you know open the run game a little bit more, you know, with the running backs we do have Traylon Washington, Capote, Chris Smith, you know, Terrence Williams, you know, once that running game starts to open up, the passing game is going to open up even more, so that the offensive line to me, uh, needs to uh, get stronger. And they will by, you know, game in and game out. You know, as you've seen from time past, even, you know, in the Ricky Bustle era, offensive line was just like, was like stout. I, I agree. I think that's one of the things that not only can we improve, I think we will improve to your point as the offensive line matures and starts playing as, as a, uh, as a team and, and cohesive. Um, for me, the one thing I think, even though the defensive play has played well, the one thing that I really like is right now we're, we're turning up the heat on the quarterback. You saw that, especially against Marshall, um, you know, the tackles for a loss, you know, we had a, we had 11, in that and which is which was which was almost twice as much as our previous two games tackle for a loss so it's just it's to me it's it, it, you know growing up and i shouldn't say growing up when i was in college the fun part of watching the saints was their defense we knew their offense uh, wasn't very good but man that defense could put on a show and everybody wanted to see that so one of the few Hey, Craig. Yes, sir. Am I the only one that noticed Jax Harrington playing center in the last game? Uh, I think that was brought up on the radio broadcast, I think. 
but uh no i let me see something though now that you bring that up i could have swore he started and then they had george jackson in his spot and then like the next series hudson's back in there and then again later in the game i could have swore i saw harrington at center because i thought well that's you know obviously we miss landon burton being in there and i thought that was an interesting move and and i know they're trying to get the right combination but sooner or later we got to get a combination and stick with it i feel like well you know it's one of those things over the past years billy has always played uh the previous four years i should say even into hud so probably the the previous eight there was a pretty much an eight-man rotation that went in to the offensive line people didn't see it or didn't notice it because when you had guys like montrell johnson chris smith uh uh, you know, just the plethora of backs that we had that were, were so efficient. You never realize the offensive line. And we've been truly blessed at the center position, especially in my opinion, over the, over the last 10 years, probably. Right. You didn't see a whole lot of rotation at that position though, I guess is what I'm, no. what I'm trying to say, but doing a poor job of, uh, yeah, I'm all for getting guys rotated in cause that's how you build experience and depth but yep. this position seems to be an issue, at least right now. No, absolutely. And I think that's where uh, Landon Burton coming back a little slower than they expected has been the, uh, the not that it, it, it's been disappointing that he hasn't been able to play, I guess, uh, not necessarily disappointing uh, overall. You know, I hate to, to use that word like that, but um, well, Let's continue on. Let's, uh, let's, I forgot where we were going. Let's, <laughs> let's look ahead a little bit, uh, at, at this weekend's game with, uh, with Arkansas state. Where do you think, uh, what would you like to see? I guess, Eric, from, let's start with the offensive side of the ball. What would you like to see? Even though you mentioned it earlier, it never hurts to reinforce it and maybe to expand on it. Right. Uh, I would like to see in continuation of the Marshall game uh, with improvement in the running game. You know, I feel like, again, Ben did a good job of spreading the ball. He was uh, efficient with his passing. I can't remember, but maybe one or two passes I felt like were bad that he threw. And obviously he ran the ball very well, uh, whether by design or he just took off. And the receivers played well and I, I don't know the running game is, is our, the key to us and having continued success I feel like let me ask you this so you because we continue to talk about the running game I, I really uh this is a team in Arkansas State that's coming in that I don't think has the best defensive line and I think uh our next two games could be a catalyst for this running game to uh to 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 open up i guess and then we know this team is going to have to use the pass to open up the running game if that makes sense instead of vice versa it does i watched some of the arkansas state southern miss game last saturday and i'm not going to say they're horrible teams but i feel like i like our chances against both Corey, what's your thoughts uh, uh, on on coming up this weekend? My thoughts? Okay. 
So one of, one of my thoughts is get Lance involved. Get Lance involved. Lance, quarterback, turn, receiver, Lance Virginia. You know, he was one of the top recruits coming, coming out of high school at Warren Easton, you know, went to uh, University of Maryland, Maryland University, transfer uh, last year uh, to UL, and, uh, you know, uh, and then transitioned from quarterback to wide receiver. And he has worked his way up, you know, on a depth chart. Uh, I believe if you start to give this guy, like, opportunities, like, you know, line him up in different formation, um, like the wildcat formation, you know, that would be able to open the uh, run game even more. Because now you put a guy, you know, probably his speed is probably a 4-4, four, four, you know, speed, and he'll, he'll have the defense on the pills, you know, and it'll open up the open up even more run, run lanes with Chris and Capone and all of those things. You know, so I believe that, you know, looking forward to looking up to Arkansas State, hit them with something different. You know, keep Ben, you know, keep Ben at quarterback because that's Ben had a phenomenal game uh, against Marshall. You know, want to open up the run game, start doing more jet sweeps, start doing, you know, uh, wildcat formation, you know, how the Saints had used Taysom Hill when they did a, a, a play against the Seattle Seahawks. So that's what I would want to see. I, I agree exactly. I mean, to me, I think Lance Lejean is the guy that can really spark and not only open up the running game, if you bring him in at wide receiver, and then while he's in there, move him into the quarterback to the wildcat position, and, and instead of taking Ben out to where the defense can change, Leave Ben in there as a wide receiver and then, but use him the way Taysom Hill was used the last couple of weekends where he's throwing the ball as well, not just lining back up there and run. I want to see Lance throw the ball. I want to see him get some opportunities. You mentioned the jet sweep. I love that. I know they tried it last week. It, it, I think it lost four yards, but at the same time, I, I, that, that's a play that has worked for us in the past, no matter who the quarterback was. So I, I, I'd like to see more of that. I totally agree. And with when he has the ball, the other team doesn't know, is he going to run the jet sweep or is he going to throw it? And, and that's exactly why I love him at number 12, because he looks like a quarterback when he's, when he's behind, when he's uh, in the backfield ready to catch that, and you just never know what's going to happen. So, um, no, it, it's uh, – it, it's – I, I think we've got so many opportunities. I, I think we're just in a lot of ways, this coaching staff is learning. These players are learning and, uh, and uh, the fans are learning, I think. Absolutely. You know? So guys, let's uh, take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll, we'll wrap everything up and talk a little bit more about the rest of the season. What's coming up. Uh, maybe, Maybe a little bit what's happening around the Sun Belt. Anything you might have seen or curious to see. So we'll be right back after this. You've been listening to, we're talking tonight, we're talking football, Raging Cajun football, Sun Belt Conference football with Corey Andrus and Eric Dillo of the fifth quarter. We'll be right back after this brief timeout.
Welcome back into we're talking tonight. Uh, again, we're talking with Corey Andrus and Eric Dillo of the fifth quarter. Uh, Corey, uh, looking ahead to the season as a whole, I, I know we, we, we talked about this weekend and probably some of those same things. And I know sometimes it's baby steps, but long term, where, where do you really want this? Where do you think this team can go, I guess? And what, what do you, how do you, uh, Maybe how do you see the the season playing out? Well, I see the season playing out um, as a bowl eligible team. I had high expectations for them, you know, even though, you know, um, we lost a lot of key players, but I still had high expectations. But the expectations was based on, you know, a few things uh, from the, you know, from the team. Um, I think you know, that they can go, they can go far as far as they want to go. If they only believe in their potential, uh, looking at the, you know, the probably the second half of the, you know, the schedule, you know, they got Arkansas state this weekend. You, you got Southern Miss, you got Troy, you got Georgia Southern, you got Florida state and you have Texas state. Um, I believe they can win like about five, out of the next six games, you know, um, that Florida State game is going to be pretty tough. Troy, Troy as well, because you look at Troy, Troy is, you know, Troy is playing some good football. I think they only lost like two games, if I'm not mistaken. But Troy is playing some good football. And I think they have uh, South Alabama this week. Yeah, Troy is actually uh, five and two, and they're on TV right now against South Alabama as, rec- as we record on ESPNU. You know, I, I agree with you. I can, I can see us. I, I think the, well, before I go to that, let's go, let's go to uh, Eric before I start pontificating on what I think. And Eric's going, well, you took all my damn words, you know? So <laughs> Eric, what, what's your thought? What do you, ex- what, I guess, what do you expect and what do you want to see the rest of this season going forward? I, I expect these next two games against Arkansas State and Southern Miss to really kind of set the tone for how we're going to finish. If we win both those games and and play really well and continue to improve on offense, I like our chances against Troy and Georgia Southern and and Texas State. If we don't, if we regress, then we'll be lucky to make a bowl game. My my hope is that we finish at least eight and four, seven and five, and go to a bowl game, if for no other reason, to continue, you know, the streak of going to bowl games, have a winning record, but also to get that extra practice time for the players that are younger, especially, and uh, put the seniors out on a winning note. That that's that would be my expectation, is to finish with a winning record, play in a bowl game, and win the bowl game. I think the way we started the season and everything – I would be very happy with seven. I mean, I'd be okay with seven and five. So nobody started yelling at me and all that, you know, not you guys. I'm talking about the guys that listen to us. Uh, no one start. I, I would, I would prefer to be much better. Don't get me wrong, but seven and five, I think would be uh, an expectation that we can really realistically shoot for. But at the same time, I don't see anybody on the end of our schedule that we can't beat, but at the same time, all of those can beat us, you know, 
So uh, I really thought coming into the season, Troy would be our biggest uh, opponent and our and probably a loss. That was the one game I picked for a loss uh, at the beginning of the season. South Alabama has improved beyond. I'm not going to say beyond belief, but they finally got a quarterback and, and they're, they're dangerous now. So, um, but so the, uh, this, this week in the symbol, right. Do either one of you, uh, Eric, did you get a chance to watch the app state, uh, Georgia state game last night? I watched uh, most of it, uh, a little past my bedtime when it went off, but (laughs) I saw I saw the turnaround starting to happen in, in App State coming to life. Uh, last week I watched, like I said, uh, I watched Old Dominion in uh, Coastal Carolina. Thoroughly enjoyed that game, especially the end results. Um, <laughs> and then sorry. I watched some of the Marshall. I'm sorry, uh, Southern Miss and Arkansas State game. That's really the only three I watched. And then when we get off of here, I'm sure I'll watch South Alabama and Troy just because we haven't played Troy yet. If you get an opportunity, go go to uh, watch the end, the fourth quarter of the uh, JMU Georgia Southern game. It was a shootout at the end. I, I did watch the very end of that one. I, I, I'm a bad channel hopper, especially oh, I, when there's a bunch of games I want to see. I am too. Yeah, the 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 Georgia, Georgia State jumped out to fourteen nothing. I know everybody thought at that point App State was was done with, but end up outscoring Georgia State in the last three quarters, uh, forty two to three. So uh, App State still has the ability, and I think when they get the opportunity, to run the ball. Uh, I think it's Chase Bryce. I should know this. Yeah, Chase Bryce is a quarterback. Uh, can open it up a little bit more, but at the same time, he was seven for 17 with only 62 yards, but he really didn't need to throw the ball when you run 404 yards. Right. I, I watched one drive where they threw the ball one time on the drive and they just marched right down the field and scored. Well, I think a lot of the 404 yards though came in the last two uh, series that they had, or even the last three series when you're up, when you're up by 21 points or, or whatever, 24 points, you don't have to pass the ball at that point. You're in the fourth quarter. You just need to run the clock out. But they were able to come come out and uh, and score 14 points to, to put it away, uh, more so in the uh, in in the in the fourth quarter. So, Corey, uh, your thoughts on uh, football last week? And I guess we're talking. I don't know where. Excuse me. Add kicks in, and I don't know where I go sometime. So, uh, but if you got some. Did Football you last week was, man, you had a lot of upsets. I'm talking about from the Power 5 to the G5, you had a lot of upsets. So I know for me, I know Eric was saying it as well, but for me personally, I was like, man, flip, 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 flip. <laughs> I was watching the Tennessee-Alabama game. Then I turned it on the TCU game. I thought TCU was going to lose, but TCU came back and, you know, they won. You know, it was just so much. Then, you know, then J- James Madison, JMU, they they fans were, you know, they come beating their chest like, oh, we, we about to run the Sun Belt. And all of a sudden, <laughs> now, boom, they get beat. You know, uh, la- the, the game last night, I mean, I'm going to be real with you. I was bored. 
I was bored with that gig. So I kind of I kind of tuned in for a little bit, but then I was like, man, I'm going to watch the Pelicans. Finish watching the Pelicans play because that's my squad, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans. But uh, you know, uh, it, it it's been entertaining. The, the Sun Belt is like really really thriving, you know, with the new schools. Uh, Old Dominion. I, I watched that game. Old Dominion uh, beat Coastal Carolina, and that, it was so much fun to see Coastal Carolina get beat because they're another team that's been beating their chest, and you know, you know, um, we're better than everybody else, everybody below us, and here come Old Dominion, ODU, the Monarchs, their first year, and they put a whipping on them boys. They choked the chickens. <laughs> I'm so I'm. I got a smile ear to ear. I know we, uh, I know I, I, I pound on them and, and, and we'll continue to pound on them until they, uh, until, till they, they want to come out and prove themselves on the field and not paper champions. So, um, but, uh, I, I love your passion, Corey. I love the way you came at them and you didn't back off. I, I don't like those people that say, well, you know, uh, you know, they did this, but you know they had a good. No, they didn't. They got their asses whooped. There ain't no two ways about it. And and I agree with you. The game got to be boring last night, but I'm not a Georgia State fan either, so I kind of laughed at that. I've got much respect for App State because they took it to us on the field, and then when they when 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 they got their ass whooping by us, they took it like men and didn't start talking all kind of crap like well we beat y'all the last three times you know no they came out and proved it on the field and did, did what they need to do unlike that team that's to the south of them that's all i'm gonna say core i see you got your mic on muting yeah i know you want to come in yeah 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 because look I, I i have respect for app state um even when they came into cajun field for the uh, sunbelt conference championship when i went there i enjoyed it it was like a blast i was like man we finally hosting a Sunbelt championship, you know, in Lafayette. You know, it, we could have done it, you know, in uh bustle area era, you know, um, but, you know, how, you know, it worked out. Arkansas State ended up playing. And who we playing this weekend? Arkansas State. <laughs> but as for those chickens, man, I can't stand those chickens, man. I, I, I want to take those chickens and I either want to put them in a gumbo you know, with some sausage, some undoing sausage, some, some crab, you know, anything, shrimp, whatever it is, I want to cook them chickens because they be getting on my last nerves. I'm going to have to go pray about it, too. But they be getting on my nerves. The chickens be getting on my nerves. I can't stand the chickens. It, it, it's either those chickens or ULM chickens. Now, ULM chickens, they want, and and they got a little big-headed, but that's their first one in some years, but Coastal Carolina, the chickens, I, I can't, I just don't like them. With the old teal watercolor uniforms, they, they grass look like it's Boise State, you know. So I, I just, I don't like Coastal Carolina. I just don't. I, I want you to come out of your shell, Corey. I want you to tell us <laughs> how you really feel because I feel like you're holding back right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not holding back, but I just can't stand up chickens. <laughs> it's so about the chickens, man. <laughs> what you want me to do? Deep frying? You want me to eat them for, for Thanksgiving? You want me to eat them tomorrow for Friday? I love Friday. You know, um, rotisserie. 
y'all wiping your eyes, probably laughing. I know your fans is gonna be entertained for this one because they like for the past years, you know, they 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 were beating their chest, you know, the COVID year, you know, they ducked us, you know, like we're going on a duck hunt, you know, but we wasn't going on a duck hunt. We was going hunting for some chickens, but the chickens didn't show up. They started to hide and went in their chicken coop. So I mean, <laughs> I just don't like Coastal Carolina. It'd be interesting to see what happens to them after this year when the quarterback graduates and the coach goes to another job. Well, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not convinced that he's not that he's going to won't leave, but I'm not convinced a power five school is going to come after him. Quite honestly, Uh, depending on how they, although, I mean, let's be honest, they're six and one though. So, right. But, but, but they have not, blown anybody out and they could just as easily be one in six so uh but hey they're taking care of their business and and i agree with Corey, but i like me some chicken wings and i hate what hooters did to the price of chicken wings i remember back in the day i could get all the chicken wings i wanted for about a dollar 35 a pound and now i'm paying over four dollars a pound and i'm sure that's what everybody wants to hear is what craig Craig eats repeatedly. I hear about my chicken wings. <laughs> Craig, so, who's your surprise team in the Sun Belt? Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm still uh, James Madison is is a complete shock to me, quite honestly, at one A. But at the same time, one B, and and which is and I've made no no bones about it. You know, I, I'm very good friends with the guys over at Georgia Southern, but still I am surprised with, you know, their win over Nebraska. I know it's not the Nebraska, the 1970s or the 1980s, even or the 1990s, but still it's a power five win on the road uh, in front of a hundred thousand people. You got JMU come in wrapped, wrapped up, uh, you know, ranked in the top 25. They took care of their business and they're doing it in a different way than what Georgia Southern has done in the past. And to me, as much as I want to say JMU is the surprise, they really are, but no one, no one expected Georgia Southern to do in, in the week before they lost to Georgia state. Right. You know, but that that's a rivalry game. That's not a rivalry game, you know, because it hasn't been around that long. You know, they, they played app state longer. They probably played, they probably played more games against JMU when they were both in one double a or the FC uh, uh, FCS than they have against Georgia state. So, um, you know, I, I think Georgia Southern um, Southern miss, I think a, a little bit uh, of a surprise and went in and beat a, a two lane team that I think might be ranked in the top 25. Now they are. So, you know, uh, Texas state's butt whooping of a, uh, App State, you know, it's been a crazy season, you know, and and then you got ULM going to Army this weekend, who Army is halfway through their Sun Belt Conference uh, schedule. They've already played two Sun Belt Conference teams. They got two more left. You know, uh, Arkansas State is a little. Still, I, I I expected them to be better, and they are in some ways. You know, Old Dominion. Another team I, I think is uh, has played better than expected. 
there's a lot of talent in the Sun Belt right now. So we got all crazy talking about chicken and COVID Carolina and <laughs> and the COVID chickens. So, but that's what I love. That's why it's called We're Talking. We're just talking, bro, guys. Yeah, we're talking. So one one of the surprise teams, like for me, would be Old Dominion ODU. Um, if you if you look at the like when they made the move to the Sun Belt, not everybody was like really saying, "Oh, they're gonna be one of the top teams," you know, in the Sun Belt East. But when you look at when, when you look at their schedule and they started off, you know, beating you know a Virginia Tech. No, it's not the Frank Beamer, you know, Coach Beamer of uh, Virginia Tech of old, but you still you still beat Virginia Tech. Then you competed with, you know, East Carolina. Then you lose by two points against Virginia. You know, then you go and, you know, beat Arkansas State, lost to Liberty. Then, you know, then it, then they finally woke up and they beat, you know, uh, Coastal Chickens. But, you know, that's a team that, you know, you look at the Sunbelt East and you look at the App State, you look at the J- JMU, you look at uh, – you know, coastal. You look at all of those teams, and you're like, man, how, you know, how a team like o- ODU is going to compete with that? But they're they put, you know, they stamp on uh, an opening statement when they beat the chickens, you know, and that's you know a real, you know, eye opener. That's like, okay, they came to compete as well. So we know that the East Sunbelt East is real stacked. But nobody expected, you know, Old Dominion, you know, to come in like the way they did. Yeah, they, they're three and three, you know, with, you know, a loss to to uh, uh, University of Virginia and East Carolina, but they got and, and Liberty, but they got a, you know, a quality win, you know, against Virginia Tech, and they got a quality win against Coastal. So that, you know, for me is like, wow, Old Dominion is. You know, they really putting people on notice. You know, the rest of their schedule is going to be pretty good as well. So they can still, you know, finish out, you know, go in a bowl game and whatnot. Corey, I agree with you, man. The 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 let's remember that that when, when it was announced that Old Dominion was coming to the Sun Belt, they were one in five last year. Won five straight games to become bowl eligible. The, the week after they announced that they were coming to the Sun Belt, and you know, Old Dominion, you mentioned the loss to East Carolina, the loss to Virginia, the loss to Liberty. Let's remember, those are not, those are not bad teams. Those are not. Uh, I'm trying to pick a team. Uh, they're not FIU, who's probably the worst team. They're not New Mexico State, you know. Uh, but no, I, I I agree with you totally. That's that, it's crazy because when you look at the Sun Belt Conference standings, you've got Old Dominion at two and zero on top of the East, and Marshall at zero and two at the bottom, and everybody else in between. But at the same time, the Sun Belt has three one loss teams. So, who knows what happens after this weekend, but uh, the Sunbelt Conference is strong. Uh, Eric, I, I know we've 
I, I have no question. What else you got to talk about? I was just going to say that's one thing I really love about the Sunbelt Conference this year. You know, you all, both of you guys mentioned games like Southern Miss beating Tulane, ODU beating Coastal. You know, that just in Texas State beating App State, that just shows any of us can beat each other on any given Saturday or Thursday or Wednesday. It's just, uh, it's a fun time. Of course, I wish our record was better, but it's fun to watch the other games in the conference. And, and I love to watch the games where our teams, we haven't played yet or playing. So I can kind of, in my mind, get an idea of, of how we might do against them. I'm, I'm watching Alabama and uh, South Alabama and Troy right now. And it, it's just fun to watch. And it hasn't always been that way. No, I can tell you before I started doing the podcast, I, I would very rarely watch Sunbelt Conference games. I, and then I started watching them more because I wanted to be more informed. But now it's got to the point that I want to watch them because they're fun. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned, you know, Texas State beating that. We've talked about that a couple of times. You know, Texas State is three and four, but they're also three and oh at home. And who do they have this week? They have Southern Miss, who the Cajuns play next week. So, you know, uh, Texas State will be hosting uh, Southern Miss this weekend. So there, there are just so many. And I think it becomes a little bit more intriguing for the fans to watch the other side. Because now, you know, everybody used to play everybody, but you missed one team. Okay, you missed that team, no big deal. You you probably, if you were meeting in the conference championship, you probably had played that team. Now the likelihood is that you probably won't play a team that you played in the regular season, which makes you want to watch the, the, the conference games on the other side of the divisional games on the other side of the conference. I just think it, it, it gives it so much more uh, likability, whatever, I mean, and plus, it's good football right now. Absolutely. Quality football. And I've heard people say, well, you know, ha having the, the undefeated teams lose hurts the Sun Belt because now we're not going to have a ranked team. Well, you know, so what? We're not going to win the national championship anyway. It, it's designed for us not to win. Well, so, the, the idea there, too, is when moving forward, it's going to be, you know, the top five conferences – the top five conferences uh, will, will get automatic bids into that playoff, you know, and at that point, I, I, you know, you don't want a bunch of two loss teams, but if you get teams that, that can win their non-conference games and then lose a conference matchup, that's not going to hurt us because it's going to be the conference ranking. And as long as you're beating each other, it's okay. As long right. as you know, again, yeah. So, Guys, uh, I appreciate your time tonight. But before we go, Corey, anything else you want to talk about? And I'm not trying to rush you. I'm not trying to do anything. Take as long as you need. And if there's something else you want to say, uh, get it out. Well, I just want to say thank you uh, for inviting me on to this podcast. You know, um, I heard about it, you know, through Eric. And he was telling me about, you know, what you're doing for the, you know, for the uh, Raging Cajun fans and, you know, everything uh, across the board, you know, uh, if he wouldn't have invited me, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known about, you know, your podcast, you know, and I, uh, 
just, you know, thank you for, you know, having me on. Um, I just want to let everybody know that's listening, you know, to, you know, to support, you know, continue to support, you know, the more listeners, the better, you know, um, you'll be able to get your voice heard. Um, it's always good to support, you know, support, you know, the football team, support the basketball, support, just go out there and support. Support is like the greatest thing, man, you know, as being a former, you know, student athlete and, you know, coach and, you know, things like that. When, when I see, you know, a fan, the, the stands get packed, you know, for a football game or the stands get packed for, you know, um, basketball, baseball, softball, you know, it, it brings joy to me, you know, um, get out there and support, you know, the Raging Cajun athletics, you know, support the football team, you know, pack, man, ain't no way we shouldn't be able to pack the, you know, pack the stands. No way we shouldn't be able to pack Cajun Dome, you know. Um, but like I said, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Eric, for inviting me. You know, uh, I pray that you have, you know, great success with your podcast. Well, thank you so much. And that paid advertisement was brought to you by We're Talking. No, seriously, Corey, I appreciate the kind words. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's great to have you both on. And uh, I, I'm going to get to you in a second, Eric. But uh, my thoughts are let's do it again in two weeks. Next week with the short week is going to be busy for me uh, with everything going on because I'm, I'm trying to cram eight hours that I already do into into three days versus uh you know five or six so uh let's 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 talk again and we'll we'll do it again in two weeks hopefully eric any last words of wisdom or anything you would like to uh say no i just want to uh, reiterate what Corey said thank you for having us on and i wanted to thank all our followers at fq louisiana uh continue to tell your friends the more followers we get you know we don't get paid a dime for doing that. We're not, we don't claim to be experts. We're just fans like you. And a lot of times I feel like we try to be the positive influence on people. A lot of people get down. I mean, they're fans. I understand that, but just remember, you know, you're supporting your team. And like Corey said, you know, if you can go to the game, go to the game, support, support your team, support your players like what the coaches are doing or who the coach is, that's irrelevant. The, the boys are the ones out there playing the game. The girls are the ones out there playing the game. Go support them. Show them that you, that you appreciate their efforts. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. I think what, what everything that's going on that we, uh, uh, we got to remember that they're student athletes. And, and, and I think in this day and age, they truly are students first and athletes second. Uh, with what they're doing with the, what they show in the classroom. So huge shout out to all those players that, that give us the opportunity to not only watch them perform, but uh, give me the opportunity to host my podcast and to uh, have guys like you on one last time though, uh, Corey, what's your uh, Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at in Juco I N J U C O. And Eric, yours. Vermilion and White, V E R M I L I O N N W H I T E, White. And the fifth quarter? You can uh, follow us at FQ Louisiana. You can follow our uh, 
affiliate fifth quarter dot net at f at fifth quarter on Twitter. And you can visit their site, like I said, at www.fifthquarter.net. Good deal. Uh, guys, I've, been, I've really enjoyed this tonight, and I appreciate you taking the time. Corey, let's talk. Uh, Corey and Eric, let's talk again in two weeks. Corey, let's let's have you hop back on, too, during basketball season. You said you're a, you're a basketball fan, and uh, for those that are listening, I'll be recording tomorrow morning with uh, – Mike Abear, a uh, Cajun fan for a long time. I'll be recording with him tomorrow to be released next week on an update on the basketball team. I see your mark, your mic is unmuted, Corey. Yes, sir. Go Cajuns. Let's go. Love it. Guys, thank you again so much. And uh, we'll talk again in two weeks. You've been listening to We're Talking with uh, Craig Malonson tonight with Corey Andrews and Eric Dillo. Both of the fifth quarter. Go Cajuns, everybody. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it. Share it. Put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.